KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the franchise Oklahoma City Thunder first take postgame show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. What up? Oh my goodness, the Thunder do it again on the road. Winners of nine of their last ten road games, the Road Dogs, the Road Warriors, that are the Oklahoma City Thunder win again over the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, 113-104. to 104. It doesn't matter that it's the second night of a back-to-back. We're here at the Franchise Studios. Brady Trantham here with Mr. Matt Burton. Madison Morris is away at her other job, but she is with us in our hearts, in our minds, all the time, just like yours. Matt Burton. Oh my goodness, the Thunder. It doesn't matter that Danil Gallinari is resting for his fourth consecutive. Now stay with me here. His fourth consecutive second night of a back-to-back. Now, can you visualize Load that? Load management. Load management. That's what it sounds like. He had a hurt toe. But he's out. Terrence Ferguson remains out for personal reasons. Uh, Billy Donovan didn't have that much to say about that yesterday prior to tip-off of the game yesterday. So we get Lou Dort for the fourth time in a row as a starter, and we get Darius Baisley in the starting lineup. And guess what? It still doesn't matter. The Thunder just keep winning. They do keep winning, and Darius Baisley and Lou Dort, um, they didn't carry the Thunder by any means, but they oh. were they were key pieces tonight uh, in a start. And Lou Dort has been we're, we've kind of got accustomed to this. Sign him. We've kind of got accustomed and I said I said it loud. I said it proud in the conference room when we were watching. Sign Lou Dort full time now. He needs to be full time Dort. Yeah, he needs to be signed. He needs to see the sign. He, he no more two-way. No more two-way contract. He needs to be he needs to be in the lineup. Uh just he him and Baisley, great effort all the time. You can see that uh, it's nice seeing young guys who you can you can visibly see them giving 100% every single time. They're on the floor, exactly, and, and uh, that's all you could. Have. Darius Baisley was awesome tonight. Um, like you said, you said earlier, Darius Baisley. Once he grows into his body, he's gonna be great. I I compared him to a young puppy, like a puppy dog, like a Labrador puppy. Oh, puppies are awesome. Like Labrador puppy, you know, he's he's got those big old paws. He just yeah. hasn't grown into him yet, but he does things that you're just like, okay, this this kid, this kid's kind of special. Now, not not to forget about this, but Stephen Adams did return today. Uh, return to the starting lineup. Now, having with that knowledge, Mr. Burton, if I told you every Thunder starter except for one was in double digits tonight, who would you think that that one person and in, in not in double digits was? Um, I would probably say Lou Dort or or Baisley, either one, either one. Yeah, Just yeah, know, yeah. knowing who was starting, I would say Lou Dort or Baisley. Fair, you know, Darius Baisley has had a, a few double digit scoring outputs this season. Lou Dort has yet to have one, and it seems like the last. Basically, since Lou Dort's been in the starting lineup, uh, going back to Monday's uh, Martin Luther King Day's uh, victory over uh, the Houston Rockets, seems like everybody is scoring in double digits except for Lou Dort, but hey, he's a two-way contract guy. Well, tonight, Lou Dort, 10 points. Darius Baisley, 15 points. Shea Gildas-Alexander, 11 points, and we'll get to him a little bit later. Chris Paul, 25 points. Steven Adams, nothing. Zero. Nothing. First game back from injury, and you're going up against Carl Anthony Towns. I only had two two attempts anyway. But hey, so, but when when those other guys kind of picking up the slack, uh, Stephen didn't, didn't really have to do much. It was kind of like uh, not 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 as much of an easy scoring night as last night against the Atlanta Hawks. But it was kind of similar. Chisholm kind of mentioned last night that Nerlens Noel really didn't do anything. He kind of didn't know that he was there. Well, he really didn't have to do a whole lot last night because. 
I mean, the Thunder were just shooting wide open shots against the Hawks, and not, it was kind of similar tonight. They were they were kind of getting uh, getting good minutes from Baisley, getting good minutes from Dort, uh, kind of getting getting their spots. Chris Paul, especially. I mean, goodness gracious, the, that mid range is automatic. That's close. That's as close to automatic as you can get. Yeah, the Thunder, their largest lead tonight. This is actually kind of a weird game. Their largest lead tonight, twenty points. And it really seemed like that they had won this game twice, like in the middle of the first half and then in the middle of the second half. And at the ends of each half, like Minnesota just randomly made it interesting. I, I don't know if it was the Thunder kind of fell asleep at the wheel um, or if it was just Minnesota got hot. At the end of the second half, Minnesota got hot. And I think Shea Gilles-Alexander not scoring a lot. I think he had a, kind of a bad scoring night tonight, like, like we said, 11 points, uh, 3 of 14 from the field. Uh, 0 for 2 from the three-point line, hits five of his six uh, free throws. And we will get to that as well later. We're, we're both a little annoyed with that with that number. But I think Shea Gilles-Alexander's lack of shot-making tonight kind of caught up with them, and it allowed the Timberwolves to come back, make it a little interesting after they were down 20 points in the second half, and they got it to within, what, four, four or six. Four or five. And I then five, yeah. Chris Paul just does what Chris Paul does. Gets a bucket in clutch time. Just incredible. And you and I, we were talking about this. It's it's so incredible. You wouldn't think it. Because these NBA players, no matter who they are, whether it's Chris Paul or Andre Robertson, you get them in an open gym, and they, you give them a basketball, out of 100 shots, they're going to hit like 80 or 90 of them. Yes. Without even breaking a sweat. Yes. It's just, this is their job. This is what they do. They get paid millions of dollars for a reason. Exactly. And, you know, we all have our fun on Twitter. We all have our fun, like, at the water cooler saying, oh, this guy's trash. Well, they're trash maybe relatively to their opponents who are right. also in the NBA. But again, they're incredible at what they do at, at shot making. But still, to see somebody like like Chris Paul even, to see somebody that can just continuously hit wide open mid-range shots where it's automatic, it's, it's incredible to watch. And this is after a decade of watching Russell Westbrook where for eight of those years, his shot in the mid-range was automatic. It tailed off towards the end of his Thunder career. But... Just what Chris Paul is able to do, it's so fun to watch. And it's like, how do you, how do you A, defend that, or B, want to defend that? Because it's 2019-20 NBA. You want everybody to take mid-range shots. Yeah, and some of them were some of them were open. I mean, majority of them that he gets were open. But there was some towards the end where Carl Anthony Towns, seven-footer, has his hand right in his face, and he's still making it. He kind of has – Chris Paul kind of has that little lean-back kind of fadeaway into his shot. Um, but it's still automatic, even though he's kind of fading away and leaning back, um, which kind of goes against everything you're you're taught whenever you're shooting. But that's, that's what Twitter tells us. But exactly, Let exactly. Us consult but no, the Twitter uh, tweets. Yeah, you mentioned Russell Westbrook. I saw a a tweet from a Houston Rockets fan page that was like, "Can we admit that it oh, was the dream, great? The dream shake? That it, no? Can we admit that it was a great trade for the Rockets to get Russell Westbrook? I was like, no way, no chance, because no way that two teams can benefit from a trade." No, that's, no way. That's wow. Absolutely not in impossible. my NBA. Especially with the Thunder, with they concern the Thunder. It's not like the Thunder have ever made mutually beneficial trades with anybody else ever. Yeah, no. Not never. Indiana. No not way. Even Houston the first time, maybe. No way both teams can benefit. Can't no, 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 no. We must. This is the age of the take. You must lose. You must. You must. There must. There can only be one. Yes. As a famous Scottish actor once said on some terrible, terrible movie. Um, but we already kind of talked about Chris Paul, so let's just go ahead and get the uh, player of the game out of the way. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Chris Paul with the 25 points and 10 assists, 10 of 18 from the field, two steals. 
But is he the player of the game? Because he was outdone, outdueled in the scoring department by one Dennis Schwuda. Dennis Schwuda. 26 points, 8 of 19 from the field, 4 of 6 from the three-point line. And kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier, because I'm actually going to go Dennis Schroeder here. Chris Paul certainly won the Thunder this game late, um, because who knows? Minnesota could have very well tied it at the end. We could be in overtime right now. Who knows? Thank God that didn't happen. Yes. Um, but it seemed like when Minnesota would go on their little mini runs and try to like shoot themselves back into being competitive in this game, Dennis Schroeder would just continuously break their backs with a three-pointer, which, again, Dennis Schroeder is not a good three-point shooter, especially when he just starts jacking them up in volume. It's usually a bad thing, but he's been on such a... You can't even say that it's a tear this year because that implies that it's just a short amount of time, basically since November. Yeah, he had a little, been, like a week stretch maybe of where he he wasn't playing like he normally would. But yeah, like it was, since it was, then. It was last week, and he was scoring 16, 17, 18 points in those games. And that that alone tells you how good of a game or good of a season that he's had. He's very, very much been a six-man-of-the-year candidate. It's not just, you know, Thunder reporter guy here. I see the team every day, so this is all I really know. No, it's like I watch the NBA all day long every day. Dennis Schroeder is very much the six-man-of-the-year, probably leading – um, in that category, and you know, tonight really showed it. No, I agree. It's him and Lou Williams right now, and I think people are just tired of Lou Williams winning it. So, <laughs> so they might just well, he got a six, but he got a, but Dennis he, he's got it. two six man of the year awards, one for each girlfriend. <laughs> Good for Lou. You Will. do what you a guy. Lou. What a guy. Love that guy. He's one of my favorite players. Also heard that Lou Williams doesn't like. He really doesn't like train that much one on one. He just plays. The, he just shows up and plays. Oh, I thought he didn't like the band train. It's fantastic. Well, yes, he yeah. didn't. He didn't like that Who band. Who does? Either. Yeah. By the way, train. If you're listening, thank you for listening to the uh, first take thunder thunder show. Man, I, it, I yes. got I got a little bit of Jerry Ramsey in me right now because he screwed up the name this morning on the franchise thunder insider show. This is the franchise thunder per, first take post game show. Yes. Goodness, that's perfect. Goodness. Good job. You nailed it. No, my I didn't. thunder player of the game. I'm actually. I mean. Okay, layup is Chris Paul, yes, because they did come back, make it interesting at the end, and Chris Paul just kind of took over and does what he does what he has been doing all year, which is take over in clutch time and drain mid-range jumpers right in your face. And But I'm going to go actually with Darius Baisley tonight. Ooh. I actually like Darius Baisley tonight. 15 points, 6 rebounds, a steal, a block, 4 for 4 from the free throw line, which he missed a couple last night, but really didn't matter because they just the Hawks were, are terrible. Um, one for two from three. Darius Baisley, I like this kid a lot. This this is starting to look like a steal. The, with the twenty first pick, that twenty third. Th- that's pick? that's gonna be a hard sell because originally the Thunder technically drafted Brandon Clark, who's right? Of course, destroying of course. all in his path yes. in, in Memphis. But again, like knowing how, I'm not like, saying the biggest steal. I'm saying he is looking like a steal at that. No, no question. At that in that range, drafting in that range. I mean, he. Again, Without he's got even, a lot of he's got a lot of work to do. He does, but his trajectory, his potential—you can see it. It's like it's nights like tonight where you can absolutely see that potential and what uh, he could potentially be for the Thunder going forward. It's Saturday night, so it's fair to probably play a a drinking game of some kind. And if you've listened to this post game show with me on it or the OKC eighty two podcast that I do with Madison. Uh, you can certainly take a drink, as I mentioned this, because I feel like I mentioned this once every five minutes. But when I saw Darius Baisley in Summer League back in July, <laughs> not even to be hyperbolic, I thought that the Thunder had something special with him just because he played so maturely. He he, he looked like he belonged out there. He didn't look like he was trying too hard to really showcase, no, I, I do belong here. I'm in the NBA now. 
he looked very comfortable in his own skin. Now, he still makes a lot of mistakes because he's a 19-year-old raw rookie who didn't play college ball. That didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play for a year. So there's going to be a huge learning curve for him. But it's, like I say time and time again with him, the mistakes he makes, he's his brain has the right idea. It's just he doesn't quite understand how to make his body do it. Like just finish yet. that. He yeah. just can't finish it. And just like you mentioned, like like we were talking about during the game, when his when his body matures and it grows into his game, he's going to be a fantastic player. And like so, like I fully agree. Like I thought this back in July. I thought the Thunder had something special in Darius Baisley, and it's really showing itself because tonight he took a huge step in terms of his shot making ability. Um, the one miss he had, he was five or six from the field, was the three pointer at the, right, I think right at the beginning of the game. It was a good look. He was wide open. It's the shot you need to take in that position. But every shot he takes is methodical. It's not rushed. It's not forced. And he even finished like a mature little veteran tonight. And uh, really quick, like I, I asked Eric Spolstra last Friday night when the Heat came to town and beat the Thunder about, you know, because the Heat are kind of constructed in a similar way. They've got a lot of veteran talent. Right. to go along with a lot of young talent that's growing up. And I, I was like, basically, like this point in the year, w- what are these young players like? Like, do you expect them to hit a wall, or are they playing above their potential? And he said that, you know, at this point in the year, they're not rookies anymore. They're vets. Right. You've played enough games, the Thunder 45, 46 games into the season. Darius Baisley's a vet now, and he's certainly playing like it. He's going to hit, you know, he's going to have his bad nights, but overall, this was a, a great step in the right direction. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, and that's that's a good point. I mean, you're in you're into this routine. You're what forty, however many games into the season now, um, you're you you're kind of getting used to the routine and everything. So, like you said, he's going to have some some bumpy some bumpy nights, some a bumpy road ahead for uh, Darius Baisley. But uh, nights like tonight make you excited for what for what he could potentially uh, potentially be. Yes, everybody's excited because the Thunder won again. You know, since January 2nd, which was the first game that the Thunder played in this new decade, they've played 14 games. They are winners of 10 of those 14 games. They went through a little bit of a tough stretch The from the Saturday point where the Lakers came to town in Oklahoma City and beat the crap out of the Thunder in the first quarter. They lost to Toronto the following Wednesday and then the Miami Heat on Friday, and it was looking like, oh, here they come. Here but comes lost. Here comes the actual Thunder. They lost to really good teams. They lost to really good teams. The Lakers lost to them, though. Yeah, but, they, lost to, they lost to really good teams. They were still competitive in those games. Overall, this team is pretty darn good. They are pretty darn good. And, and pretty we darn should, fun we, to watch. We shouldn't be shocked, but with each win and each game, I'm still kind of like, wow, this team really is kind of special. They really are. I mean, and... They are closer. They are closer to what the five seed now than they are to the eight seed. Is I believe Dallas is? lost tonight in Utah, and so I I believe they they might be either a game or a half game behind the six. And seed. I saw that I saw a tweet last night. Sorry for not citing my sources. I can't remember who How tweeted. How dare but, you? But it would be uh, easy to do the math. But I not really that great at math. Math um, is math is not for us. But I mean the cushion that the Thunder have in that seventh spot for the pushing. <laughs> Sorry, it's late, guys, and yes. we're we're actually twelve. Um, I mean, it's Saturday night, you know. It's it's all good. It's fine, but no, the th- the Thunder could lose their next five games, and the Mavericks or not Maver- the uh, Memphis Grizzlies and San Antonio Spurs could win their next five, and the Thunder would still be the seven seed. Like they've got a pretty good cushion heading into the All Star break already, and uh, they've got a pretty pretty favorable schedule coming up too. Yeah, another 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 thing that I keep saying that I have to keep saying. If the roster remains intact, the roster is going to, re- the playoff roster is going to remain intact, and by that I mean Chris Paul is going to finish the season with the Thunder. Right. And as long as Chris Paul's on your team, 
this team is going to make the playoffs. And with that cushion that you talked about between the 7 and the 8 spot, I mean, they're fine. This is a playoff team. What's going to happen in the next few weeks once the trade deadline hits? I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see what this team is capable of doing because this team plays the same way every single night. They hustle. They bring it. They have multiple guys that can beat you in a, a fast in different ways. It doesn't matter if they have a guy out or a guy out of the rotation or playing out of position. They seem to just keep going at their own pace, uh, not trying to play anybody else's pace or anybody else's style. They just do what they do, and they either win the game or they get put themselves in positions to win games. And that, my friends, is the sign of a very good team that you don't want to see in the first round of the playoffs. Now, I know Thunder fans don't care about playoff success this season because, hey, you're supposed to tank. You're supposed to get draft picks. Who cares? Who cares about another first-round exit? Now, this would be kind of fun. This would be kind of fun to see if the Thunder were to stay at the 7th seed because I think it's very possible they can get to 6, maybe even climb up to 5 because they've got Dallas coming to town on Monday. If they beat the Mavericks, they will have the tiebreaker over them for the season. And if if their seasons kind of go like the way they're going at their pace, the Thunder are probably going to overtake them and have the tiebreaker over them. That's going to be good for the seeding. So as long as they're not in the 7th spot, it's not out of the realm of possibility this team can make some noise in the playoffs. They could they could shock someone for three. Well, through, I'd hope three, not. Three, that, would, that would be attempted homicide. That would be true. That would be true. Sorry, they could uh, startle. There you they go. They could startle a few teams. Uh, not name the Lakers or Clippers, I believe, um, or Nuggets. I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, OKC Badgers. Maybe the, the Chicken Nuggets. nuggets. I but, don't know about the Denver Nuggets. But the uh, the Rockets the Rockets would be a fun series to watch. That would be such a fun oh, no. and excruciating no, series that would, to that, watch at the same time. That would be too much. No. Just admit it. No, you would you would tune in. Every, well, I mean, you have to tune in, but everyone would tune in. Everyone would tune in to see that Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul against their former teams in the playoffs. Oh man! Well, this team does not get tired. Uh, the, the Thunder are five and zero on the second night of their last five ba- uh, uh, back-to-backs. Excuse me, and their five-game win streak is currently the longest in the Western Conference, the Western Conference. Yes, the Thunder are pretty good. Everybody's excited and partying around Oklahoma Saturday night, which I hope everybody is enjoying themselves, being safe out there, being smart, but also listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. The Thunder defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 113-104. to 104. When we get back, more segments, more NBA scores, more Matt Burton, more Brady Trantham. What more could you ask for? It is the Thunder First Take postgame show, live from the Franchise Studios with Mr. Matt Burton pressing buttons and sliding knobs and taking notes. Doing a great job, and your humble, humble host, Mr. Brady Trantham. Oh my, oh my, oh my. The Thunder just keep winning, and they just keep pissing off everybody that thought they were going to suck and back in the offseason. You know what? Does that include me, Mr. Burton? Does that include That me? includes me. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't did, say I'm I'm I mad about them winning. We, we all just assumed that they weren't going to be good because... X, Y, and Z were not going to be on this team this far into the year. Right. December 15th was always like, oh, that's the date. And that's the date when everything ends. And it hasn't come to, come to be. And I think we're all the much better for it because we're finally getting to see a team that plays well with each other, that complements um, each other very well, and also improves subtly every game, every week. And you can break that down from the team just to the individual. And we kind of already talked about Lou Dort 
his fourth start. The Thunder are four zero, by the way, in those four starts. I don't know if that's. I mean, it's Just a pattern. Is that that's a pattern now? They're on pace to not lose whenever he plays. Exactly. Whenever he starts, so. So if you want to tank, just uh, don't have Lou Dort on your team. That's the moral of the story. But like with with his individual scoring, single digits, single digits, more and more confidence, more and more confidence, and he has ten points tonight. Uh, shows out, hits two threes, uh, puts the ball on the floor, shows his confidence there in his dribble drive ability, and then dunks the hell out of it on Robert yep. Covington. Just like no, out of my way, sire. Get no. out of Dort's way. That, I think that's actually what uh, Dort means. Get in, out of my way. Yes. Well, I mean, in, uh, I don't know whatever. in what language. Uh, he's, I don't either. He but. is from the country of Canada, which they in speak ca- in Canadian. Well, they speak English and French up there. I don't know if Luke Gintz Dort is a French name. Well, we will so. do. Re- we'll, we'll do, do research. We'll, we'll do find re- out. We'll do this. We'll do I actually looked Dort up one time, and it is a Scottish word for sulk. Oh. So I don't know what Lugens means, but Dort is Scottish for sulk. It's a unsolved mysteries if I've ever heard one. I know. Well, the Thunder's uh, ninth win on the road in their last 10 outings is actually ties a Thunder record for the first time since 2013. Who was on that team? Hmm. Oh, yeah, Kevin Durant, Russell oh. Westbrook, and uh, Kevin Martin, and Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka before he started shooting threes, mind you. Right. This was the old, Whenever he had the automatic 18-foot jumper. The yes. olden days young kids out there. But, yeah, this Thunder team... Uh, beats Minnesota one thirteen to one oh four. The score a little got interesting as the game got closer and closer to the inevitable end. Uh, the Thunder led by as many as twenty. They dominated this game, especially uh, the Timberwolves jumped out to a little early lead, and then the Thunder once they started making shots uh, took control. Never really looked back until the very end when Minnesota, like Andrew Wiggins, was. Uh, I think at one point I I said out loud, "What he's taking 11 threes and you're like, <laughs> and you're four like, for eleven. Yeah, you're like, yeah, just keep shooting. Hey, whenever he made his first one, I was like, yes, that's good because he's gonna keep shooting them. Yeah, and he had he was four of eleven at one point, and then I think he made his next two, and it made the the game interesting. Uh, a Shabazz Napier got fouled on an and one opportunity uh, under two minutes left, and the Thunder just they had to score. And Dennis Schroeder answered, Chris Paul answered, especially. Got to give a quick shout out to Mike Muscala because Madison Morris would if she was here. She'd she be is so not proud here. of you right now. But in addition to Mike Muscala finding some fortune when he has to uh, crank one up from beyond the arc, he's been red hot over the last three games. So you got to give him a shout out there. But tonight, uh, really the the game winning play, or the the dagger, if you will, with Chris Paul. It came about because of a Mike Muscala screen. It was a perfect screen. It freed up Chris Paul just enough to get into the lane. Uh, he split his defender, had a wide-open mid-range jumper um, uh, in the paint. He's going to hit that because, like we said, like he's just been automatic from mid-range when nobody's on him. Thun- he hits that shot, the Thunder uh, walk away from Minneapolis. The victor, just incredible. Like No matter who the player is, Muscala would not be here if Nerlens Noel is in this game healthy. He would not. He would not have played that much if Steve Nams um, had played. Uh, did not get hurt um, that money game against the Utah Ro- or Utah Rockets, the Houston Rockets. It doesn't matter who's in, who's out. The Thunder just keep doing what they do, and they keep winning in the same fashion. That's a good team. Yes, because you have young guys like Baisley, like Dort, like Hamadou Diallo, uh, Hamadou Diallo, uh, Deontay Burton had five points tonight. Shout out, shout out, family, cousin Burton. What's there up? Um, he banked in a three, but. Like I told you, they don't ask how, they ask how many. Boom. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, but no, you get contributions from those guys. You have Dennis Schroeder, who is playing at a six-man-of-the-year level. I mean, you're getting you're getting contributions from everyone. It's not just a couple of guys 
Uh, whenever you whenever you feel comfortable playing nine, ten guys because they can all con- contribute, I mean that's 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 a damn good team, and it's scary. It's a scary team to go against. Yeah, Royce Young from ESPN actually just tweeted out basically over the, their last thirty games, the Thunder are I, I can't remember exactly what the record is, but the, the winning percentage is like in the seven thirty, like seventy three percent, which is basically like that, that's on pace to win sixty games. Now are the Thunder are a sixty win team? No, of course not. They started off five and ten. Like remember when the Thunder were five and ten? Yeah, and everyone's like, "This is okay. This is what we expected. This is yeah. what we expected." Like, because of course they are. Yeah, and, and even in those first fifteen games, like we all saw the foundation. Like, hey, they're in these games. Like, the, at least these games are fun. They're not getting embarrassed. They're not getting blown out. They're not embarrassing themselves. Because it's one thing. Like, they, they've been blown out twice this year. Indiana, uh, that first one, and that first road game in Portland. And you know what? Sometimes your opponent just hits every single shot, no matter if you can test them or not. And you just got to tip your hat to them and just forget about it and move on with your life. That's going to happen. It's probably going to happen to the Thunder maybe at least two more times before the season's over. And again, that that happens. But over and over again, they course correct. They course correct within games. So if they get blown out in the first quarter or the third quarter, they course correct and put themselves in positions to win games. If they get bl- if they get destroyed one game and embarrassed, they course correct and they don't let it linger. And it's it's incredible because even tonight, Shea Gilles Alexander struggles from the field, cannot get the ball to fall tonight at all. It doesn't matter. Chris Paul does his thing. Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder does his thing. Yeah. And then, like I said, you get contributions from other guys too. But no, when it's it's funny whenever you have that three point guard lineup, right? That, I mean, Shea is more of kind of an off guard. I mean, I don't think when he's analytics, traditional when point analytics guard, but. was born, this is what it envisioned was the three guard lineup with Dennis Schroeder, right. Chris Paul, and Shea Gilles Alexander, and like this is this perfection. is it. It's not the Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> Goran Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, Suns. Oh. Right? No, not that. Oh, not that three. No. <laughs> not that three point guard lineup. No, this is completely different. This and the the beautiful thing about these three guys, they're so talented. If one has an off night, the other two are not having an off night. And that's been the thing. If one has an off night, the other two are picking up the slack. The quote-unquote slack. Boom. That's it. That's Download it. your slack apps and tell everybody about the three-guard lineup. Yeah, put that in your slack. Boom. I don't know what that means. But Shout out at Thunderburner2 for listening to us. He just tweeted He tweeted us a few minutes ago Shout saying out. he's listening. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you everybody else out there that's listening. We really appreciate that. Um, in addition to the Thunder doing thunderous things on the basketball floor, there were other games in action. And actually, a huge milestone was passed tonight in the NBA. But, Mr. Burton, take us around the association. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right, earlier today, the Dallas Mavericks traveled to Utah to play the Utes. Just kidding. <laughs> the Utes, My Cousin Vinny. I actually had a My Cousin Vinny reference with Dave Garrett earlier. Oh. During the break and post game, and it was a... It was a moment? It was a... We had a moment. That was a good moment. Because he, he has good, like, 80s movies references. My, I feel my, I felt like he appreciated it. He cousin, didn't say anything about it, but My Cousin Vinny's an 80s movie? One second. It might be 90s. Keep I going. Don't know. I don't know. It's older than me. I know that. 92. Um, the, 92. There you go. That is older than me, technically, but one year. Um, <laughs> anything older than me, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's 80s. Um, the Utah Jazz win against the Dallas Mavericks, 112 to 107. Donovan Mitchell led the way for the Jazz. Man, they had three guys over 20 tonight. They had Donovan Mitchell with 25, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic with 23, and Rudy Gobert. With 22 points and 17 rebounds. Yeah, the Thunder and the Mavericks currently tied in the win column. Both 28 wins. Uh, The Mavericks have 17 losses. The Thunder, 19. So get your popcorn ready, kids. Monday night, the battle for the sixth seed. It all comes down to this. 
Uh, Luka Doncic had 25, that 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. Uh, the Detroit Pistons hosted the Brooklyn Nets tonight and lost 121 to 111. Kyrie Irving with 45 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. Just absolutely balled out tonight. And Derrick Rose had 27 for the Pistons. Andre Drummond with 20 points, 21 rebounds. I feel like he has one of those like every he, week. Um, he does. He's he one did. of the best rebounders Andre of all time. Is that weird to Andre say? Andre Drummond does nothing for me. I'm, I'm sorry. Like The numbers are cool. I'm just saying. that He does nothing He's for me. one of the best rebounders of all time. I'll say it. I'll go ahead and say it. I mean, he misses a lot of his own shots and rebounds hey. them. So I'm cool. Wow. Are you accusing him of stat padding? Maybe. Wow. Perhaps. How dare you? How dare you? Um, the Cavaliers hosted the Chicago Bulls tonight in Cleveland. And the Bulls, Chisholm's Bulls, get a road victory. Wherever he is, he just went, they're not my Bulls anymore. I emancipated. That's what he is. Yeah, that's, yeah. We finally learned that word, emancipated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I was listening to that post-game show, and I was like, I was screaming. Emancipated? Yeah, my dad was texting me, too. He's like, it's emancipated, actually. (laughs) Don't embarrass this family. (laughs) How dare you? We have better vocabulary than that. Deontay was texting you, too. Yes, he was. Come on now. (laughs) In all caps, emancipated. Um, The (laughs) Chicago Bulls win 118 to 106 over the Cavs. Zach Levine. 44 points and 10 rebounds tonight. Eight assists. Zach Levine has been balling this year. Is he back in the dunk contest? I hope so. Is Aaron Gordon? No. Why not? Just get, get Please, the, get just the, get the, the game back The All-Star game's in Chicago. Yeah, get the game Zach back Levine together. Should. Zach Levine should. Uh, Kevin Love led the way uh, for the Cavaliers with 20 points and 11 rebounds. Poor Kevin Love. Just well, I mean, I mean, he signed that contract. That's true. He's good fine. for well, good for Kevin Love. Yeah, he'll, but he'll, he'll be fine. By he'll the, be okay. By the way, the Thunder are also tied with the Rockets, who sit at the fifth seed. They're twenty-eight and sixteen. Again, the Thunder after this win tonight, twenty-eight and nineteen. Whew. The middle class of the Western Conference is quite interesting. It is interesting yes. for sure. The Philadelphia 76ers hosted the Los Angeles Lakers uh, tonight and got a huge, huge win at home. Uh, as the 76ers take down the Lakers 108 to 91. LeBron James had 29. Anthony Davis had 31. Tobias Harris led the way uh, with, for the Sixers with 29. And Ben Simmons had 28 and 10 rebounds. Whew. What else happened that game? The Lakers only scored 91 points. Whew. What else happened that That's game? Tough. Oh, sorry, I buried the lead there. There you go. LeBron James moved into third all time on the NBA scoring list, passing Laker. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Wow. Man. He's behind Michael and Kareem. Kareem. Lou Alcindor, too. Is he gonna, he's not catching Kareem. No. I, that, now, if is anybody, he behind? Is he behind? Now, if Jordan, he, I don't think he... Is it is Carl Malone second? Actually, it might be Carl Malone. We need to check that. I might be uh, crazy. I don't I, know. If anybody were to catch Kareem, it would be LeBron because he is a cyborg. And even though he is up there in age in terms of being a professional athlete, he shows no signs of slowing down anytime soon, which is good for us as basketball fans. It's bad for the competitors of a LeBron James because I wouldn't want to try to take a charge from him in the postseason. Like, ah, screw Who that. Who would? Who would? No, Lou, nobody. Actually, Lou, Lou Dort would. Lou Dort would. Lou Dort would definitely do it. Lou Deontay Dor- Burton maybe would too. He'd probably try to go block it. Lou Dort has put the clamps down on James Harden, Evan Fournier. Yep. Who Evan Fournier had like thirty uh, the night after the night uh, after uh, okay, Lou yes. Dort. The night yeah. after Lou Dort uh, finally let him let him leave. Yeah. He let him leave his pocket. He and then like, hey. he then shut down local legend Trey Young. 
last night. True. And now he shut down Andrew Wiggins until until very late. Until like, very late. I mean, put that on the old resume, Lou. You're going to get Dort. signed. Sign him. Sign him. Sign him. No more two-way, Lou. No more two-way, Lou. He's 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 one way. He's in the NBA. Oh, yeah. I mean, no question. That rhymed. Uh, that felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so late, guys. We got the scoring? The scoring that, list? Oh, yeah, it was Carl Malone. Carl okay, Malone is second. Yeah. Michael Jordan is now fifth. <laughs> it's crazy. Fifth, Trash. Fifth best player of all time, Michael Jordan. What a loser. <laughs> you mean the Hornets owner, Michael Jordan? <laughs> They're the same guy? People younger than us will only know Michael Jordan as failed owner. Well, right. failed in terms of his teams never win anything, but hey, he owns a basketball team, which is great. The guy with the expensive shoes. Mm. $200? I'm glad we're finally past the the meme, the crying Jordan meme, though. Are we past that? I hope so. It doesn't pop up as much anymore, a, so that's good. It's a tale as old as time. Your team loses, you sad. I'm still no. sad about the Peach Bowl. <laughs> Are we getting into the Peach Let's not get into the Peach Bowl. Joe not Burrow can't hurt us anymore, he Oklahoma. Can't, he can't. He can only hurt the AFC North. Although the Oklahoma State fans that are listening are probably going, <laughs> oh, losers. Anyway, yeah. Can't. They're going to win a championship next year. So. Well, Chuba Hubbard's coming back. Hey, cool. Tylen Walsh, Spencer Sanders. It's going to be so hard for me and everybody else at this station to say Spencer Sanders or Spencer Rattler whenever yes. they're talking about one of them. Yes, will. The Spencers. It's, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very fun to listen to. So keep listening to 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 in Tulsa. Really quick before we get to our next break, this game, like, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it was weird. The Thunder dominated just pretty much throughout the meat of the game. If you just kind of walked in and out of this game, you come away with, man, the Thunder just are killing them. Like, this is an easy win. Yeah. And then if you really sat and paid attention to the end and you look at the score, you're going, what the hell just happened? Do not worry. Minnesota just started hitting a lot of trash shots. Yes. And the Thunder, with about three minutes left, it was a, near a, ben, a bench mob lineup. I believe Schroeder... And uh, SGA were still out there. Chris Paul sat for his usual time. He usually comes back with about two minutes left. Um, if the Thunder are leading throughout the fourth quarter, like, of course, if they're down, he'll probably be out there. But uh, he came back, eventually hit that game-winning dagger. But nothing really concerning about the defensive laps for this um, uh, as the game progressed. Because to me, it really just came down to everybody. There was a contributions from about everybody that played. It just came down to if SGA just had a normal shooting night, the Thunder win this game going away. No matter how many trash shots Minnesota hits at the end, just the 3 of 14 is not going to get it done. And it could potentially bite you against any team, whether they be an elite team or a, kind of a bad team like Minnesota on the road. I mean, road road games on in the NBA aren't easy. But if one of your better players and your, one of your better scorers is shooting that poorly, you have to have a lot of contributions for everybody else just to eke by. But st- even having said that, with a poor shooting night, the Thunder win this game in rather dominant fashion. Yes, they do. And, hey, I said it a couple games ago. 96% from the free throw line tonight. 24 of 25. Uh, guys, I know it sounds simple. Who, who should we blame for the 24 of 25? Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Oh, I th- I, my money was on Muscala. I thought he was going to mess it up like he did the other night whenever the Thunder could have shot 100% and from the free throw line. you know it, the, the day of the Franchise Thunder Insider Show, when Jerry Ramsey finally proclaims, you know what, maybe I was a little bit harsh. And he misses uh, a free throw. And he misses a free throw and has a terrible game shooting. 
but he still did a lot of nice things, which he is really did. which is the point of SGA. It's not just the scoring. Like when you when you talk about Russell Westbrook, a player like that, you focus on the box score numbers, like the usual box score numbers, the scoring, the po- the, the rebounds and the assists, and then the field goal percentage, the easy stuff. And yep. yes, Russell does a lot of other things as well that go unnoticed. Um, but with SGA, like a lot of things he can bring to the table. His defense, he blocked two three-pointers tonight. And it, when he was in position to not t- even be in, he was in no position to even contest them. Yeah. But with his length and his athleticism, his burst, he can do so many good things. And even when he's not scoring, yeah. he can still impact the game. And that's what Billy, Billy Donovan has been trying to stress to him. That's what Chris Paul's been trying to stress to him. And it really shows itself in games like this. On the same floor where just a week and a half ago he had a 20-20-10 historical triple-double, he doesn't score a lot tonight, but he still makes some impactful plays sprinkled throughout the game. For sure. I mean, I I like watching Shea. I like him. And even tonight, we've been, we, we've been harping on this the entire year about his ability to get to the basket. It's like a veteran. He's so crafty. Uh, he makes it look easy to get to the basket. He just wouldn't finish him tonight. He was still getting there. Uh, he just he just couldn't couldn't finish it tonight. That that was it. But everything else, I mean, he usually he really doesn't get that many assists. He only had two tonight. And that, um, but and he normally doesn't though. Yeah, like, it's he kind of by doesn't. design. Chris Paul right. is running this team, and then when Dennis Schroeder is hot, like he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. I mean, Shea has the ball in his hands plenty, but they're really trying to develop the off the ball game just to maybe. It's the, it's like that cliche whenever a former quarterback plays receiver and then comes back to quarterback, or if they just stay at Ryan receiver. Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, Paul Thompson, all those years ago with OU, he's playing receiver now, but he's a former quarterback, so he knows like he knows it from a quarterback's perspective. They're trying to teach SGA just like you're going to run the team at some point, but at least learn the ropes everywhere else so you understand where everybody has to be, where you would like people to be, and where you'd like to be if we do get a, another player. And it could be a Darius Baisley because he certainly has point forward kind of painted all over him. Yeah, now, Tom Crean would love to have Shade Gilgis Alexander because I don't know if you're familiar with Tom Crean and Georgia basketball, but yep. uh, in Indiana basketball, in, certainly. He believes in uh, positionless basketball. Yeah, so next to position ba- on player, player, basketball player, basketball, yeah, player. basketball player. He would love. No, that's Jay. That that's is Jay. exactly what the thun- the Thunder's mentality should be. We talked about this all morning on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Like I, I don't want there to be the next decade of Thunder basketball, which is going to be dominated by SGA for all that we can kind of guess at this point. And Lou Dort, yeah, and and Lou Dort, of course. Of course. Um, the next decade of Thunder basketball, I don't think that they necessarily need any more one-sided guys. Now, you're going to inherently have guys that can just shoot or just defend, but I don't think that there's going to be a need to just cater to, okay, you are our 3 and D guy, but you don't really have a lot of three. Right. You, any. You, you, everybody sometimes. knows what I'm talking about here. Uh, any three like, at some time. There, there should be no more needs for uh, uh, Tabo Cephalosha's Andre Robertson's moving like years from now, three or four or five years from now. N- nothing against those guys personally, uh, but just from a basketball standpoint, SGA, Darius Baisley, Hamadou Diallo, those guys give you a foundation for positionless basketball, for team ball movement basketball, uh, versatile offense, versatile defense. That should be the blueprint. We're seeing little pieces of it here and there sprinkled out through the, through the year while Chris Paul's doing his thing, while Dennis Schroeder's doing his thing. But rest assured, Thunder fans, it's going to lead to something really cool. And even in the short term this season, I'm having a lot of fun watching it. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is the first season since the Thunder moved here that you don't have expectations for this team. And it's refreshing Probably because fair, they yeah. are exceeding those expectations, those zero expectations. They're exceeding them times 10. Yeah. 
So it's it's fun to watch. It's something um, you truly love to see if you're a Thunder fan. You truly love to see it. Yes. The Thunder defeat Minnesota tonight, 113-104 to behind. Dennis Schroeder's 26 points, Chris Paul's 25 points, and 10 assists. Hamadou Diallo also with a season and career high, 10 rebounds. Good job, Hamadou Diallo. But you, are, you are listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. This is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. When we get back, more Thunder basketball talk. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Gotta watch that neck of yours, Burton. You're gonna be sore like Don't mine. Don't call it a comeback. No. But again, I stress, well, well, cool be careful with you. the banging of the head. So we were watching the game in the conference room down the hall and well, you turned Kid Rock on, I turned, so that's not fair. I turned Kid Rock on, and then System of a Down came on. It was like, hey, it's 2001 again. And then I started headbanging, and man, my neck is killing me. Yikes. It happens. It's, it's going to be a hard morning tomorrow. That's what happens when you Are a rock on, star? Yes. Well, well, you know. These Nickelback things. said it. Uh, oh, no. We're going to segue to the game. The Thunder <laughs> defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 113-104. to 104. This is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. That was Matt Burton's voice. I am Brady Trantham's voice. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. This Thunder team, this Thunder team, they they hit open shots. And you know how silly that is to say. Which is always good. It, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Of course it's a good thing to say. Of course. But it's a silly thing to say because I feel like for two years, we were kind of conditioned to just hope that even open shots go in. And it's not because it's hard to make shots in the NBA, and it certainly is, but because there's something to be said about the type of player or the particular player that is taking open shots. And for the last two years, Paul George took a lot of those shots. And for about the second half of last season, Paul George was the MVP of the year. Um, got hurt, unfortunately. We were never able to see full MVP uh, Paul George in Oklahoma City and see where that how that movie would end. We didn't get to see that through. The other player, Russell Westbrook, and as his career has kind of gone on, the openness really doesn't affect his ability to make shots because he can make them contested and he can miss them uncontested. It's just odd. And then you have a cast of characters like Jeremy Grant, uh, Terrence Ferguson, guys that can go through hot streaks in their own right. And Jeremy Grant's a more than capable at this point in his career three-point shooter when he's open. But again, it's just a breath of fresh air to see a team have an identity, understand what their flaws are, not try and do anything for the sake of it. Like, for instance, this Thunder team is one of the worst teams in terms of pace in the NBA. This is 2019-2020. You're supposed to play fast. You're supposed to play with pace. Now, the Thunder still play with pace, but they don't just run forward for the sake of running forward because in the NBA Twitter account you know, that follows you says that you have to play fast. Right. They understand their flaws. They still play their game. They don't get bogged down in someone else's identity. They don't get bogged down in what the numbers are yelling at them, like blanket statement-wise, to tell them to do. They do their thing. They go out and they execute, and they hit open shots. They do, and yeah. it's it's, just and, inc- it's It's incredible to see. And I keep saying it. Well, I'm... It's probably going to be my stat cat as well. They have free throws. Yeah. They hit free throws. It's going to go into both of our stat last cats, year, actually. This, last year, this Thunder team, the last couple of years, been terrible. Since Russ, since he couldn't go back to the half-court line and do his whole routine, I mean, his numbers dipped from, he was almost a 90% free throw shooter to 60 
to 69. Oh, percent free throw. there he goes. And, uh, he gave me the And eyes. Paul George, even when Paul George was here, he he shot a career low in free throw percentage. I mean, he was always a 90% free throw shooter. So it's nice to see, uh, as simple as it is, I know it's simple, it's just free throws, but it's free points. No. It no. is free points, and I can't stress that enough. I know it seems obvious, I think but you- when you're hitting 24 out of 25, uh, last last year, this has been what? 15 out of 25? Yeah. And the Thunder might lose this game. Now, again, like we already talked about, the Minnesota got it down close, and they got it interesting. Um they got it down to within four, I believe, four or five. I can't remember. Five, yeah. uh, um, what if they just hit a normal clip from the free throw line? What if they miss four or five? Well, it's tied. Or Minnesota is able to take the lead. What happens then? Like min- Momentum is fully on their side. And then you look back at the Thunder do lose that game in that scenario. You look back at the box score and go, man, they left six points on the, on the floor because they couldn't hit free throws. Yep. We said that, I, I feel like, six or seven times last year the Thunder lost games because they simply could not hit free throws at a respectable clip. Yeah, and it's exactly. a shame. It's a shame when you out, you outplay and you out hustle your opponent and you dominate them, but just because you can't do the simple things, this team does all the simple things. Billy Donovan has said all season long, we don't have a large margin for error, so we have to do all the little things necessary just to give us a chance. Now, exactly, he, he might he, he might do the little might be going a little bit of Dabo Sweeney and like oh no, like we just are trying to get a chance. Now this team is still talented. This team is this team is Except still, Billy would say we really really want a chance. Really very, really very want bad. a chance. Really really want a chance. But we've already kind of teased it. Let's go let's go ahead and slide all the way in with our stat cat. Cover your ears in 3 2 1. What's new pussy cat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new pussy cat? I'll let you go first since you pretty much already said it. I already said it. 96% is my stat tonight. 96% from the free throw line. Um, guys, that's that's not easy to do. That is not easy to do, and the Thunder consistently. Uh, they, this is their second game in like a month where they've missed one free throw. And they, They're when, shooting 20 when plus. They, when did they miss that free throw? Uh, when Mike Muscala missed it. Mm. Yeah, Mike Muscala missed it. Uh, it was Shea tonight. Shea is, the, Shea is the one that kept them from being 100%. And that was super late, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, they were 100 percent when the game was technically in doubt. Technically in doubt, um, but 96 percent again seems simple, but these things matter. The Thunder do the little things right, uh, which is another reason why it makes this team so fun to watch. And mine, like going going in with the, the theme that I've been talking about for this entire almost hour of the show, the Thunder make open shots. Okay, Brady, like where are you going with this? That's so silly and stupid to say. Why are you on the radio? Who pays you? Who signs your checks? Uh, the franchise. Tell like, me. Like, thank well, you. Brady does sports. What? More like Brady does stupid, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the third game in the row that the Thunder from two point land have shot well over 50%. Tonight they shot 52% uh, from two point shots. Last night they shot 57% or what have you. Orlando they shot 57 or 58, which I believe is a season high. Uh, again, this team generates good shots. They generate good looks, and when they're there, this team hits them at a near stupid clip. Yeah. And again, they can. They're not the best. I think they're about a, a below average three point shooting team. Now they've got guys that can light it up. Like Nil Gallinari is a very. You don't leave him open. You right. don't leave Chris Paul open, and you kind of can't leave Shea Gilgeous Alexander open. Like he at least demands the respect of his defender, whoever it is. 
And then outside of that, you're depending on guys like Terrence if he's there, Abdul Nader, Hamadou Diallo, Lou Dort, you know, uh, the super occasional Stephen Adams three. Nerlens Noel has shot three threes this season, and I haven't seen one of them because I was probably getting getting a drink of water at the time. Wow. Um, again, this team plays to their identity, and every team knows it. Like forty five games into the year, we like every opponent knows what the Thunder want to do, yet they're still able to do it. They're still able to get to their spots. And they're hitting them at a stupid clip over the last three games, over fifty percent, just incredible from the Thunder. Yeah. It's 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 so fun to watch. I, I say this every single week. They're so fun to watch. I'll I'll never get tired There's of saying no that. You probably get me you probably get tired of hearing me say it. But they're so much fun to watch. They do the little things right. Uh Chris Paul in in games like tonight. Um, and in games when it's close in the fourth quarter, you get him the ball, you let him go to work, you let him do his thing, and you just kind of you kind of say, "Hey, Chris, put me in your backpack, carry us, and win us this game." And he's done that more often than not, which is not healthy because that would probably hurt your spine. It would probably uh, Chris yeah. Paul as well. Imagine Stephen Adams uh, in a backpack. Yeah, that's being not carried a, by Chris Paul. That's, that's not a scenario that but, I think has a good ending. But metaphorically, I, I mean, see, you okay, know. Yeah, 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 metaphors. Yeah. Okay, good call. Yeah. That's Matt, me taking the bull by the horns. Matt Burton, the poet. It's a metaphor, but it actually <laughs> happened. It actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this team, this team is it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch young guys like Baisley, like Dort, like Diallo uh, make an impact, like Burton uh, sometimes uh, can make an impact <laughs> on the game. Uh, but it's fun to see them play. They give 100% effort every single game, and that is refreshing to watch as well. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep, especially with uh, Deontay Burton, because, I mean, five points. He, Careful. He, he Careful. Pl- he played That's family. Some- no, 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 no. Like, I-, I love Deontay Burton. He's been on the OKC82 podcast. Um, he's probably the one guy on the team that I could just probably go up to and just shoot the breeze with. Like, he- he's a normal, down-to-earth guy. Um, and he's an easy guy to root for. I don't root for the Thunder, but I find myself rooting for Deontay Burton whenever he does check into the game. And... Over the last few weeks, like him on social media, like mainly his Instagram, he has a Twitter account, but he really only messes with Instagram. But he's been putting out a lot of stuff um, recently over the last few weeks about, uh, it's actually something he talked about um, um, with Madison and I on the OKC82 podcast, where he said, my my first love isn't playing basketball. He wants to be a dad someday. And again, I'm I'm not trying to get too deep, but... Um, it, it gives credence to kind of the stuff that he's been saying on Instagram where he, he's been saying things like, I've fallen out of love or with something. or it's it's it Usually it's implying like, because it's always around when he's been out of the lineup or back with the blue. Right. And so over the last few, like basically over the last week with his extended playing time because of injury, it's nice to see that he's starting to get it a little bit in terms of making positive contributions because sprinkled throughout this season, it's been a hard watch for Deontay Burton. And it's hard to remember because, like last year, he helped win the um, win the Thunder a game last year. He helped he helped them beat Portland um, in Oklahoma City, and it's just not been going well for him this season for whatever reason. But it seems like over the last week with his extended uh, rotational minutes, some things are starting to click for him, and that's just a good thing to see. Oh, for sure, for sure. And and guys, I mean, it is sort of tongue in cheek whenever I start talking about uh, Deontay Burton, um, but. With guys with Lou Dort and Diallo, the way they're playing, especially at that kind of the same position that uh, Deontay is trying to get in at, uh, it's kind of tough to get him to get him any minutes with, when those guys are just yeah. playing so well. Yeah, and my last thought for tonight's game, uh, basically about Hamadou Diallo, 10 points, 10 rebounds. I believe his first double-double of the year, I can't remember, but it's certainly a season and career high in terms of the rebounding. I asked Billy Donovan last night after the game about 
uh, Hamadou Diallo's defense over the last few weeks because uh, like two weeks ago I asked him about like it, it he played at a certain level prior to his injury he missed five weeks almost he's come back it's been really inconsistent in terms of him making impact scoring the ball and Billy agreed he was like he's not there yet he's clearly working through some things uh, yeah. trying to get reacclimated back to the team uh, it's just going to be a, a process with him but he still makes contributions but Billy last night when I asked him about his defense Billy was like um, he's had trouble with the ball. Um, offensively, not defensively. And no. tonight was another showcase of, no, Hamadou Diallo is very much a part of the core moving forward. That could change, of course, because th- this is Sam Presti, but Hamadou Diallo, Darius Baisley, even Lou Dort, along with Shea Gillis-Alexander, of course, this is going to be a fun bunch to watch grow up. And we're going to watch them probably grow up pretty quickly because this team is going to the playoffs. More For than sure. likely. So, any of your final final thoughts, Bert? Uh Final thought, this was a great game for the Thunder, I know, pretty obvious, but... The, the Thunder were in control uh, by a lot for the majority of this game without Danilo Gallinari. That's how, that's how well I think they played tonight. I believe they are without seven Danilo one. Gallinari. Yeah. And also, Carl um, Anthony Towns would be ranked right up there with uh, Anthony Davis if he was on a better team. That guy's so unique and so special. Um, oh, man, we could do a whole other hour on Carl Anthony Towns. We really could. In- incre- I know Jerry hates him. Incredibly but- talented, but like... Yeah, like the, so the roster around him is, is bad, and it's not his fault, but... You need if you're a player of that talent, you need to start elevating your teammates, and he, sure. he has yet to do that. So we will see. But uh, yep. But yeah, that's the, it. The right. Thunder defeat Minnesota one thirteen to one hundred four. They are still the seventh seed, but they are tied in the win column with both Dallas and Houston. And guess what? The Dallas Mavericks come to town Monday night in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. Luka Doncic. More than likely, Chris Stapps Porzingis. Please, I've never seen Chris Stapps Porzingis play in person. I've covered this team for three years. He's always hurt. Come on. Play this time. It's going to be a big game in Oklahoma City, but so stay tuned with us here at 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. The pregame show will be on, I think, around 6 o'clock. I'm assuming it's 7 o'clock tip-off. 6 o'clock, live from Flint Restaurant. You can hear Desmond Mason, uh, Dave Garrett, Jerry Ramsey, and then postgame show, I believe, will be Chisholm Holland and Aaron Davis, and they'll do a fantastic job. Uh, Madison Morris and me will be in the arena covering the game, covering the players in the locker room, and then we will be putting up the OKC82 podcast for your listening ears pleasure afterwards but everybody thank you so much for listening to the thunder first take post game show tonight we really really appreciate it. thanks for staying up with us but that was matt burton i am brady trantham signing off thank you once again for listening to 107.7 the franchise 1079 tulsa the thunder win 113 to 104